Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with Jake Squared. In this podcast, we really want to uh, showcase Arizona local businesses, the entrepreneurs. Entre- I did it again. Entrepreneurs. I think it's because I look at you in the face when I do this intro. I think you need to find a new word. All right, continue. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs of local Arizona businesses. Is that it? I don't even want to do it anymore. I fucked it up. I think we don't restart and we make you look like a fool for That's once because it's usually me. Let's do that. I'm into it. Okay, so welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, all seven of you. All No, we might be at eight. You said we had a couple more downloads the other day. I think I downloaded more than once. Today, <laughs> we have our good buddy, Vince. What is going on, Vince? Hey, welcome to the show, was- buddy. How's it going? That was your intro. That was like, that's all you get. That's, that's all I know. That's all you need. That's all. That's all you get. Great things come in small packages, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So, Vince, basically. It's small wh- around here. Wh- <laughs> oh, here we go. The short joke's already. Uh, it wasn't me. Yeah, but he's allowed to do it because he's Vince Holt. Okay, sounds good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Vince Holt's like here, him. everyone. Yeah. So, Vince, just to let you and the, the eight family members that we have maybe listening now. This podcast, essentially what we want to do is we want to get an insight into, you know, not just the the people within our network, but local Arizona businesses, the minds that build them. Um, you're not an entrepreneur yourself yet, possibly, but you are somebody that I've worked with for well over a decade now. We'll kind of get into that in a minute. Um, but our overall goal is to give, you know, the whoever wants to listen to this a little bit of insight into like what we do, what we're doing within ourselves and our businesses, within our life, within the balance that we can hopefully find between them. Um, you know, and I'm very excited to have you onto this one so we can, you know, drink some ski pro water, AKA Miller light together, but Absolutely. two, so we can really showcase, cause you've done a lot of cool things within the, I mean, it's what been a decade since I've known you. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe a little bit more now. Um, the whole, this whole time you've done some really, really cool things. You have always been the man that I go to when I have questions, whether it be, you know, for medical stuff or sports, freaking hockey, especially, you know, there's always that, um, like random knowledge that you throw at everyone, which has always been intriguing to me. Um, unfortunately Jake Brown is a little bit out of the loop with this one. Cause I've known you for quite a long time. And then obviously he met you through me. So I, I don't know. I still feel like we're best friends in a way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's Vince. That's the beauty of Vince. So, but the little things I do know about about Vince, you talk about him quite often. I get jealous here and there. But I think Vince is <laughs> You're still pro- number one in my heart, boo. Uh, okay, number one on the field, number one in your heart. Um, I feel like Vince is probably the one of the biggest people that we know that work twice as much as we could ever work. He's constantly going. He's constantly got something going on, whether it's coaching, whether it's different jobs, whether it's whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think we dive into that of, one, how he manages his time, mm-hmm. uh, how he finds a lot of these different, you know, job duties or coaching gigs or whatever it may be, and what kind of drives him to keep going each and every day. Yeah, I think it's great. And those are actually some of the questions I have for him. But you're right. The biggest thing is, you know, I hate when we say we're too busy, right? I always think that's one of the stupidest things that people come up with. Oh, I'm too busy to do this, too busy to do that. Well, there's he, always going to be somebody that's a lot more busy. Like Vince. Like Vince. I was just going to say, he's probably the one guy right now yeah. that can outdo us. He's busier than we could uh, ever 100%. Be. It's ridiculous. Um, well, Vince, well, let's kind of get into this. Let's give a little bit of a background, right? So can tell, or I guess explain to JB, like, how we originally met. Oh, boy. Get into oh, boy. it, buddy. I got to go back into the well, of history on, here. Yep. We were on Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. I swiped Something right. Like Do you swipe yeah. right on Grinder? I don't know. Maybe you swipe up and swipe down. Oh. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this is going <laughs> to... Are we interviewing? Oh I think we might just be shooting the shit with you, Vince. Think, we haven't yeah, really decided yet. Yeah, we're going to shoot this it. shit. I think, again, we tried to do this last week, and mm. some jackass forgot the SD card. Jake yeah. Brown. Jake Brown, dumbass. Um, but <laughs> I think we, episode, we still had the, so much fun, it and it, we'll never get back to the quality yeah. that we had we before. We still had the headphones on. Try. We had the mics, and we were just yeah. sitting here talking for over an hour. It was over an hour. Yeah. And I was sitting there crying, laughing, because it was freaking hilarious. You know, my jaw hurt. My cheeks hurt from laughing so much. I went yeah. home in the greatest mood ever. Yeah, me too. And we freaking didn't record it. And nope. it pisses me off because <laughs> it would have been absolute gold with some of the zingers yeah. that were dropped. Oh, that was a time. Oh, it was definitely say. money. It was so, definitely money. So I think we bullshit a little bit on this episode. But again, let's let's dive into kind of your background, kind of how you met Jake. Uh, and then we'll get into some of the business side of things. Perfect. Yeah. First off, thanks for having me. I had a boy. I'm so happy to be here. Hell yeah. The pleasure is all mine, you guys, <laughs> really. Um, so let's see. It was probably 2010, 
something like that. Yeah, I think it was eleven. Yeah, somewhere in that. Because I graduated high school in ten, and then I think it was that and, summer uh, after. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was a lifeguard at the Weston, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you came on maybe my second season. So maybe so yeah, it was eleven or twelve, right. something like that. Somewhere yeah. in that ballpark, it was you and, and Justin and Nick and Kyle. Kyle, and yeah. All the boys. The PV boys came the through. The PV boys yep. came just through. Just a couple bros broing out. Just a couple oh, bros yeah. broing out. Just putting out the vibe on the Lazy River. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Top of the slide. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So, did that for, shoot, five, six years, something mm-hmm. like that. And then, uh, yeah, the rest was history. I mean, spent a lot of time on that Lazy River. Yeah, top of the slide too. Top that was our, that was the hangout spot. We used to go and like eat that. snacks up there and just avoid it and oh, just have man. to yell at little kids. So, and I know the, the Weston was kind of more of a, a summer job, and I know you guys kind of jumped back and forth. Eventually, Ski Pro got involved in that, right? Ski so Pro did get involved when actually, the Lazy yes. River got shut down for the winter. <laughs> so you guys went ahead and moved so on over to the the other like skis. That. Yeah. So funny story. So Sean, actually, who's been mentioned in your guys' episodes before. Mm-hmm. Um, he was working at the Weston and he was more on the floor rider side and, um, and Sean was working at a ski shop. And subsequently when I was younger, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was working at ski pros competitor and I worked there for three, four years. And then I left to go to college and do all that stuff. And, and I just kind of put the ski industry in, in the back burner. I didn't really think anything of it until, uh, Till Sean came along, and uh, he he tried to bring me on to Ski Pro uh, right off the hop. My first year there, he was talking to me about Ski Pro. You should come by. You should do this. And, and it, you know, like anything else, I didn't have time. I just didn't Well, you were time. trying to be a EMT or a firefighter. You were going, going through the whole process of that, I was right? going through the testing process with, yep. with, uh, with the fire department out here. And so it just wasn't going to happen. I, with that kind of job, you've got to make it a full-time job to earn that career. It's as simple as that. So... Yep. I was going to school full time. I was volunteering my time with the fire service. I was doing everything I could to network. It just wasn't going to happen. And I was, and lo and behold, I didn't get, get in my first year. And I just kept grinding, just kept grinding every winter, just kept grinding. I'd be coaching every now and then, but nowhere near the, the amount of coaching I'm doing now. But in the summers, we would just all hang out at the Weston and again, school and other jobs and hanging out and having a good time. And uh, finally, Jake went over to, the, to Ski Pro, I mm-hmm. think my second or third season. And now I got, I've got Jake, I've got Sean, both just badgering me. <laughs> you got to come over here. It's the best job. Well, it's you come visit us the at the outlet store every now and again, every right? Now you pop then, in. Every now yeah, and then I you, would. You, but, you'd showcase your you know, skills. I kind of dip my toe in the water. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until... Uh, was it Thanksgiving? It was actually this is eleven years ago now. So yeah, this was this was two thousand eleven that uh, Sean finally coaxed me into going on the road. My first sale was yeah doing was the road Park, shows. Yeah, it was Park City. Oh god, I and hate uh, that's why I didn't know I was going to Park City at the time. I just knew I was going somewhere. Yep. I pack a bag. Here's your here's your plane ticket. Meet us at the airport. Great, awesome. Can't wait. I see, I see Sean, I see Melanie, is now, now his wife. Yep. See Jake, see some other ski pro guys, all sitting at the airport bar. Yeah. And all you motherfuckers are going to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to Park City, Utah. Yeah, that's why they sent your ass. <laughs> Goddamn skiers, you gotta hate them. Love them, but you hate them. Then 10 years later, I mean, it was just grinding. Yep. Just completely grinding. It was, it was the best. Absolute so best. to what to what Jake Brown was touching on, we, we kind of have a, a special bond, I guess you could say, especially on the business side. So throughout the West in the four seasons, the summer season that I did it, um, about halfway through, Vince actually got a promotion and became my boss. He was like the, I guess, head lifeguard or something the managed like pool manager yeah. or something like that. But essentially, he became my boss at the Weston. And then two or three years after that, uh, when he kind of came on full-time because he was doing road shows and kind of working, and then he came on full-time to work into the stores, I was his boss because I ran oh, the store. I ran, yeah, oh, yeah. I ran the warehouse. I was a manager on the road, and then I was a manager of the store. Um, 
So it's, it's definitely weird to kind of see both sides of the spectrum, right? We started together in the same place on the same level. Then he became my boss and then it switched. By the time he came full-time at Ski Pro, I was his boss mm-hmm. subsequently. And then you were right below me and then you became like the lead for the rental shop and so on and so forth and progressed yep. and became a manager down the road after, you know, a few years. Um, but mm-hmm. so within, I guess, within that, like you have kind of seen both sides of the spectrum. Right. But I, have, I feel yeah. like between the Weston and between um, Ski Pro, like you integrated into the team seamlessly. Oh, yeah. Right. And for a lot of people, that's very hard to do, especially with Ski Pro. I mean, you know, we, we would weed people out instantly. If they did not fit, if they did not work hard, their asses were kicked to the curb quickly. But with you, Vince, you literally, with all little like groups and clicks between the Weston and um, in Ski Pro, you instantly clicked and honestly I, I think a lot of that like we talked about this the other podcast with jake brown and sports how that's his you know that's his go-to do you think growing up with hockey and coaching do you think that's what makes you seamlessly like join groups and teams at work thousand percent so, thousand percent great though you what know, what it, was one of those things when you were growing up like did did you did you just jump into like teams instantly and were yeah the guy I mean, or yeah i mean it was it was it, i mean obviously when you're a kid you don't realize it right you yeah. You're not thinking about just hanging out with the boys and, and doing team building stuff. You don't realize you you just see yourself as being a, one of like hockey rosters twenty, so one of twenty of your best friends because you're spending more time there than you are with anybody else, right? So you have to adapt to that group. You have to, you know, and then that changes year after year after year. So you have to be adaptable to different personalities, different challenges, different situations, and in, in whatever comes your way, right? So you know it. You know, when it came to the working world and, and being a part of Ski Pro, when we've got, when I'm one of 70, you know, mm-hmm. at, at a time, you know, you, you have to be adaptable. You don't have a choice. Yep. You know, and, and when it came to any challenges, whether it was load in, load out, um, or any anything when running on the retail side of things, you have to be able to adapt to those situations. It just, it allowed you to figure it out, adapt, and, and just move on. So... Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was always fun when we were on the road because it was, I didn't see myself as I had 70 coworkers. I had 70 friends. Yeah. It's it was, the reason we still go on yeah, the road. It's the reason that I stretch myself thin to this day and go absolutely. on the weekends and, and do the roads with yeah, these guys I just mean, because of the people. The pay is okay. I mean, but, you know, the owner, Jack Cannapel, is a hell of a guy to work for. Oh, he yeah. runs that business seamlessly. Uh, the loyalty that he builds with all of his employees but is fantastic. The big thing that I, I liked about Ski Pro was the culture. You know, it was, the culture was everything with, if you had a shit culture, you weren't going to, it wasn't going to be nearly successful, Yep. you know? And, and I really credit that to, to Sean and Maddie, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I love Jack. He's a great guy, but, but what Jack and Matt or what Sean and Maddie did was they really cultivated that whole culture, that team atmosphere. And they both have a background in team sports. Mm -hmm. So they're, uh, what do you know? Hockey players. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, so that right? kind of worked out well for me, but <laughs> <laughs> probably helped a little bit. Well, yeah. I guess I guess a, a good question, especially for like the business side. So how was the transition or, or what was difficult with transitioning from being my boss to me being your boss? Seamless. And for us it was seamless because yeah. there was a mutual respect. Right. I mean, if you know, you I mean, we all know when we're working with, with guys we don't like or guys we don't respect. You're not going to work hard for them. Yep. You're not. You're or it's going to be really hard for you to to motivate yourself to work hard for them, right? So, you know, if you find yourself working for somebody or with somebody that you have that mutual respect with, and you know, then it's going to make life a heck of a lot easier. Yep. Simple as that. You know. So, for me, there wasn't really much of a transition. It was just a different uniform. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was always a privilege going to work. When I was working for you, it was the best. You know, I mean, <laughs> we had some really good times. <laughs> we had some great times. But you're right, that mutual but, respect and trust. I, I mean, I could rely on you to come in early and help me out. You, you could rely on me to go back in the shop and help you out. I, I mean, it was just that that trust factor yeah. that I think really kind of made that work uh, balance just seamless. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and and the thing the thing that I always respected about you know working for you was was that you weren't afraid to get your hands dirty, right? Yeah. Like. You know, even as a manager, you didn't have to step back and, and help me out when I was in the weeds. You know, you, you could have, you know, sent somebody else who had no idea what to do, right? But you wanted to be supportive. You wanted to get your hands dirty. And, and not only for me, because I already knew who you were and I knew what, what I'd get out of you, but but it was big for everybody else because they got to see, oh, shit, Jake's back here. All right, let's, that, that allows them to, 
respect you even more on the same level that I did because, hey, if my manager is willing to get down here and, and do some do the work, the grunt work, then life's easy, you know, yeah. and, and it builds that respect because it makes them more relatable or makes you more relatable, I guess I should say. Well, and, and one of the guys that is a now a manager there, Terang, right? He, mm-hmm. he obviously came in a little bit after us. You were his boss. I was his boss for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He tells this story because he's a manager now. Uh, he tells a story to, I, I guess, some of the new hires. He told me this, I think, last year when I'd helped out at Desert Ridge. He always tells a story that he first came in, and I asked him to go clean the bathrooms. It was like his first or second day working for me. And I was like, hey, man, need you to go clean the bathrooms. It's a little bit slow. Let's get tidied up. And he looked at me, and he goes, why, why should I clean the bathrooms? And I said, okay, you know what? I'll clean the bathrooms. I walked back. I cleaned both bathrooms in front of everyone. Even though I was the guy in charge for the day, I was the shift manager, whatever. I went, didn't say anything, went back, cleaned the bathrooms, took out all the trash and said, there you go. Next time it's yours. And I went right back to work. He loves telling this story to all the new guys because of that mentality of just get shit done. And Jake Brown's identical to this, right? Yeah. We, we are in the same, same mindset of you lead from the front, not the rear. Yeah, Always exactly. Exactly. We're not, I mean, I think Vince is the exact same way as well. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones to say, hey, you need to do this, but I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm above all it. Right. Yeah, I'm above it. I'm better than that. That's not my title. We're going to jump in whatever the hell it is. If it's shoveling shit for the day, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it, and again, it goes back to what you're saying, that mutual respect. Absolutely. You know, if Jake's sitting there saying, you need to clean the damn bathrooms or you need to do this or that, while he's sitting there and yeah. feet kicked up and Gatorade in one hand and Taco Bell in the other, oh, you're not gonna, so at the end of the day, you're not going to have any respect. No. But you know full well if Jake's in there cleaning the bathroom before you and making sure – like, hey, you've got other stuff to do. Let me take care of this while you get it done. You're going to end up running through a wall for that guy. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't matter what manager, what position, where you are, who you're doing it for, whether it's in sports, whether it's in business, family, life, whatever it may be. If someone shows you that same mutual respect, you're doing the same thing for them. Oh, 100%. 100%. And Jake Brown's pretty good about it. Sorry, Vinny. I just mm-hmm. want to get this thought out. Jake Brown's really good about it. I see him walk through the shop. And there's the guy, I mean, you know, we've been in there to where we're the hardest working guys in the room and everyone else making the same exact dollar amount is doing literally jack shit. Jake is, he does this way better than I could ever do. And I'm actually a little bit jealous about how you always, you know, you go straight up to everyone, you know, hey, how you doing? How's your kids? How's your family? Whatever might have happened that weekend, you remember it, you fist bump them and you go on, right? But you always take the hardest guy, the, the guys that are working the hardest and you always acknowledge them and give them a little bit of, like your personality. And I have a hard time doing that because I try to keep it very professional because it's like, you know, I, I got enough friends. I got enough things outside of this. Like we're running a business. We're here to make money and we need to progress farther. And I feel like you build so much more loyalty quicker because you bring a personality into it. It's also different stages in, you know, business as well. You mm-hmm. know, you're running the mechanic side of things. It's still a newer business. You're still building that team. Um, I've been working on the body side for two years now and trying to build this family culture of, you know, wanting certain guys in there, letting go of guys that just slowed us down or just weren't the right fit, uh, whether that's mentally, physically, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's one of the biggest things is because I hated going to jobs when I was younger and being a number on the time card. Mm-hmm. I hated not knowing, making, I, my biggest goal was to make sure the owner knew who I was knew what time I was showing up, knew what time I was leaving. In sports, I would look in the mirror before I'd start my set to make sure the coach was watching me before I started my set. <laughs> because you want to be noticed, right? Yeah. You work your ass off when you're being noticed. I go in there. I don't tell anyone I'm the owner. Yeah, they know who I am. I don't want one person in there to know I'm the owner. If I go around and tell everyone I'm the fucking janitor, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't want anyone acting differently. I don't want anyone working differently. You know, I'm here, work's coming in, work's going out, money's in the bank. Everyone's happy, right? So, yeah, I go up to every single person. I give them a fist bump. How we doing? How is life? Everything okay here at work? What can I do for you? Right. But it's it's always fist bump, their name, what'd you do this weekend? Or I'd go off and the managers get mad at me because I'll go up and I'll start talking hobbies. You know, hey, how's the bike running? Oh, hey, how's... How's the family? Oh, hey, heard you went to the dunes this week and tell me about it. I take them off their job for five, ten minutes and just chat. But people enjoy that. They mm-hmm. have a lot more respect for you. They're, again, it's mutual respect. If I go and tell them, hey, one, we need to hit this number, and two, I need you to run through that wall to make it happen, they're going to do it. Um, so I'm, they're not just a 
number on the time clock. Their their family, you know, they they work for me. I work for them. Without them, there's no me. So, um, but yeah, that's always been a thing for me. You do it as well. You're very subtle about it, but you know, people know when you're around. So, I, I try to be more personable. I, I realize that nowadays, I I have so much running through my mind that I forget to be a person sometimes, and not just a business person. Right. There's a big difference between focusing on business and still being available to communicate and talk to. But sometimes I just put my head down and I just focus on one singular direction that I lose track of what's actually happening right in front of me, which it's nice to find common likings with other people, Mm -hmm. uh, which is what I try to do. I try to go up to somebody. I know so and so likes cars. I know so and so likes working out. I know so and so likes off roading and make it personable where when I go out there, I'm excited to talk. I take work off my mind. You know, I'm not stressing out about something. Let's talk about off-roading. Yeah. Let's talk about weightlifting. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about what engine you're putting in your vehicle this week. Make it personable, and then you clear your mind at the same time. Um, but, but again, like I said, you're the same way. You just don't notice it because you're a man on the mission 24-7, and I like to just goof around and have fun. So Which there's always time for it. And Vince could he can oh attest yeah. to it. I, I've had plenty of times. Ski pro is different, different days for us. And, and every single, we're very similar when it comes to managing and making sure shit gets done, mm-hmm. but styles could be a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone has their own style. And, sure. you know, just like I said, in sports, there's going to be some employees or team members that, you know, they're going to work 10 times harder. If you say you're not going to make it, you're not, the, you're not our guy. They're going to work 10 times harder. Or if you say that to employee two, they're going to be, well, then I'm done. I quit. Yeah. They need a pat on the back. So there's a there's a middle ground you got to find. And, you know, people have different management styles. There's yeah. no wrong management style. Everything's right. That's true. Well, and I guess this might be a good little, little segue for Vince. Uh, you actually coach, what, like 27 hockey teams in uh, the state of sure Arizona? Feels like Is that where you're up to now? Three years old up to 80 year olds. <laughs> So before the question, why don't you tell, like, so, even to us, because I, I think you've, you're have you coaching more teams than you have in the previous years, right? Actually, I downsized this year. Oh. I downsized. I so went from six teams. I went from six teams last year to three teams this year. We're at three. But uh, I got to tell you, it's more time coaching these three teams than it was coaching six last year. So Really? Yeah. So let's see. This year I'm a, I've got a team of 12-year-olds. They're uh they play double-A uh, hockey, their travel team. They're great. Um, I coach for Pinnacle High School the, at the D1 level. I guess you can also say the D2 level, but I'm on the roster for D1. And then I also coach for ASU on their D2 team, on their ACHA squad. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so it's not like small teams. You're, you're, no, you're coaching some, no. some big programs. Yeah, yeah, they're and, and they're all equally great. They're fun to be around. I mean, yeah. I couldn't... I got to tell you, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Like, it's these, nice these when you do something great. you actually enjoy. Oh, yeah. Even even when, you know, my college guys today, they gave me a, a slew of new gray hairs that I really wasn't planning on. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, I, I left there with a smile on my face. The boys didn't, but I did. And that's what really mattered. <laughs> so that actually is a, a good little transition into my question I was going to ask you. So obviously, we've, we've talked a couple times now about, you know, how we build loyalty within our employees, how we can k- still kind of keep it on a personal basis, you know, and how we can progress forward. What is your, like, how do you do that with so many different age gaps within hockey? I, I, I thought you had more than three teams, but three is fucking ridiculous oh. but how do you how do you manage that or like what's your inspiration to get the guys to obviously trust you but then still respect you I think from my end it's preparation that's really what it comes down to for me you know um growing up especially when I talk to my college guys I don't have much of a college hockey background in fact I didn't play college hockey at all you know I I hung them up when I was 18 years old I I tried to make it go farther but turns out I'm not a very big guy <laughs> So I know what? that's shocking. bullshit for anyone yeah. listening. Uh, it's, it's Vince shocking. is six three, two sixty five of pure yeah. muscle. It's, that's true. And then, and then you know what happens after that? I wake up, and then I realize I'm five foot nothing. So we um, need to talk about that. There's, <laughs> there's no sorry. video going on here. It's okay. Jake, Jake it's Brown okay. taught me the best thing earlier. I'm going to share with it. Uh, you didn't think I was going to share I'm it nervous. so much. Hey, Leo's. Yeah, I'm six two. Those are two measurements. 
<laughs> the greatest thing I ever, I that. I ever heard. I and I literally was that. like, I, I blew my mind. I was like, okay, what the, why have I never heard of this before? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Six foot two inches. That's two different measurements. <laughs> Just so the next time, remember that for your hockey I'm boys. I'm taking be like, Listen here, guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, five I left my notepad in the car. 13. I'm 5'11". <laughs> <laughs> two measurements. Sorry. I could, oh, I, that's been, it it's been burning in my head since he told me this like three hours ago and I've wanted to That's use it every incredible. second that but we've been. But you gave me the dickhead laugh that it wasn't funny. Yeah, because it was fucking hilarious. I didn't want you to know how funny it was because I wanted to use it. I didn't want you to be the first one to use it. So I gave him the old, <laughs> it's so funny, you idiot. And in reality, it was like, yep, stealing that Use, 100% that one. on, oh, yeah. for, I, it's, oh, yeah, it's in my repertoire now, keeping it. Outstanding. It's going in the quiver. Love to hear it. Sorry. Love but to hear please, it. Please, I was a very big distraction. I apologize. No, please good. continue. You're good. Um, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, preparation for me is, is key. Like, I mean, you know, these boys, a couple of them know me from, from high school because I coached them at the high school levels. But but realistically, it's a 30-man roster, and 28 of them don't have a clue who I am. They just think I'm some jagoff they pulled off the side of the road. So for me, it's, it's coming into every game, every practice prepared, right? I, I'm doing in the rare times that I'm home or at a coffee shop or I have a break, I'm watching video. I'm looking at stats. I'm, I'm learning about the other team. I'm watching our stuff. I'm watching our practices. I'm watching our games. What can we do better? Right. And then when I show up to, to practice or I show up to our game, I, I can lay it all out to our guys and be like, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what the other team's doing. Watch out for these, these players, their, their studs or whatever you want to say. Um, and it, it allows the kids to respect me a little more. Um, and then when we get on the ice, it's all business. You know, I'll joke around with a, you know, with a handful every now and then when they need it. But it allows the kids to focus in and respect me a little bit more. So it allows them to relate a little bit more to say that, hey, coach actually kind of knows what he's talking about every now and then. Um, with the high school kids, you know, it's, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be coaching for a, the team I played for. You know, it's my... I'm a Pinnacle alumni, and, and I, I love every minute of it. My goal is to make sure these kids have the exact same experience I did, right? I mean, now, granted, I didn't win a state championship. These kids have won quite a few now. So like, didn't you say that you told us the other week it was like good. five or the other day? You had like it's five six, but who's counting? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we oh, do a different bad. hand for yeah, those yeah. rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't great. worry. Yeah. Don't worry. We got I, to be completely Sorry. honest, I had no idea high schools had hockey. Especially in Arizona. Yeah. So it's a club sport. It's not school-sponsored. Um, but it is the fastest sport, uh, growing sport in the valley. So they still name. So it's a club sport. Yeah. Still through a feeder league through Pinnacle, or they just call themselves so the Pinnacle Pioneers. We have we have a, a governing league called ASHA, Arizona High School Hockey Association, um, and schools essentially are allowing these club teams to put their names on them, right? And every kid that goes to a Hamilton High School or a Corona del Sol. I'll go to that school, ideally. Um, and the ones that don't go to that school live in the same district and can play for that, that team. At Pinnacle, we're fortunate enough to have 74 kids that all go to Pinnacle. Oh, Jesus hell. Christ. Yeah. And so we have four teams um, in four different divisions, one, two, three, and JV. So it's... Uh, <laughs> We're, we're able to. What the yeah. hell? Mind blown. Listen here, yeah. football player. Could, could yeah. you imagine having four varsity teams for football or baseball no. or basketball? Like, oh, yeah, no. you're going to play my D4 team today? Yeah, don't even worry about it. You're not even on our level yeah. yet. Yeah. No, Jeez. I could. I could how, how bad would you feel if you got sent down to JV with four yeah. varsity teams? <laughs> like, hey, you're okay. No, you suck. Nah, we're, JV. Yeah. Suck it easy. Yeah, we have four varsity teams, but you're not good enough to be on the worst one. Well, it's not that bad. I mean, those kids, <laughs> they those have kids won need six to be down championships. There for so. He's going to be like, hey, guys, I was on a podcast, but you're not going to listen to it. They were talking shit the <laughs> yeah. whole time. <laughs> Just remember, I'll go back on there. If you guys don't win a championship, I'm going to look like oh, an idiot. You're going to hear all about it. Hell yeah. You're going to hear Good. all about it. We can start calling so, those fuckers out. But yeah, I mean, it's it, high school hockey's growing. I mean, know, it's a club sport. It's great. Um, it's, you know, we do go to nationals every year, and it's also been fun. Um, but. You know, the competition is getting stiffer and stiffer out there. And it's nice to see that sport grow here. Um, so as you, you were saying that you played for the team that you're now coaching, yes. do you think your coaching style is what you were were expecting you would have been? So, like, Jake the other day said when you were, what, like 11 or 12 or something like that, your football coach, you see, you know, like, dick in the dirt yeah, or dicks dri- in the dirt. Drive your dicks in the dirt. 
Yeah. If like, when, did they swear at you at all? Oh, one hundred percent. Every other word. Do you but, swear you're thirteen year old? Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Well, and I guess I have an add on question of that. Yeah. Do you coach because you were coached correctly through school, oh. or do you coach because? Do you coach opposite because of how you were coached in school? So did you have dickhead coaches that just yelled and you coach opposite of that? Or do you have coaches that were inspiring? You know, my, my coach um, that, that I had growing up, he was, I wouldn't call him inspiring, but I mean, he was to the point. I mean, he came to every, every game, every practice prepared. Would um, you say you had the same style coaching as that? Or have you created your own through a mixture of different coaches that it's you know, a mixture. you've raised up? Okay. It's a mixture. Um, you know, I, I loved my coach growing up, but there's no way that he could get get by doing or saying the shit that he did. Yeah, well, that's, you know, any, nowadays, that's right? anything. I mean, times have changed dramatically. Exactly. You know, so, um, you know, I growing up, I, I never really had any issues. And then um, once I started coaching, he was still coaching for Pinnacle. And um, when I finally took a high school team on, um, he was actually really upset that I didn't start coaching under him. And I was coaching with a bunch of other coaches. And so he, he tried for three or four years to actually get me over to the program to uh, to actually start working with, with my school. Um, but he uh, he was great. You know, he finally decided to, to stop coaching a couple years ago. And and I th- I take a lot of what he taught me, um, you know, and put it to use with, with the high school guys. But my coaching style is, is a combination of a lot, a lot of really good head coaches. Um, a lot of guys that I'm I'm learning from still to this day. I mean, like I I'm taking stuff, and I'm lucky enough to be able to take a lot of stuff from from ASU, a lot of stuff from from my head coach at the 12U level, um, a lot of other high school coaches that I've coached with in the past. I mean, it's and even coaches from the from the recreational house leagues. And I so. think that's why a lot of sports are developing faster and better and whatever the way they are today because. You have these coaches that have been coached by 20 different coaches. They pull one skill level from each coach and pull it on themselves and making them that much better of a coach. So you guys, you have 20 coaches that you pull, you know, the best things out of them and you take the worst things out. And now you're developing these teams that are bigger, better, faster than ever before. You know, you talk the big debates of, you know, who's better, LeBron or Jordan or whatever it is. And it's just like, all right, Jordan can't play in today's game or LeBron couldn't play in yesteryear's game. Right. Um, and it's just because of the development of sports. And I think that includes coaching as well, where, mm-hmm. you know, coaches are smarter than ever. They understand the plays. You know, you can watch the Cardinals, and if it's Ugh. third and 20, you know they're running a screenplay 100% of the times. <laughs> but the, the studying that goes into it, the Game technology within sports nowadays, you're going to watch the Cardinals game this weekend and see that Don't, it's, I'm not, I, I it's going to be third and 20. They're going to run a screen ass. every single time. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you should have just punted. Um, but, again, the, the game is developing so much faster. These coaches are just smarter than hell nowadays where – I'm scared to see where the sports are going within the next 10 or 15 years because it's just going to be insanely fast. And what's crazy to me, and not to cut you off, is that, and, and this is any sport, there are so many coaches that specialize in one certain skill set. And, I mean, like for us, skating coaches. We've got stick handling coaches now. We've got shooting coaches. That's all stuff that I never even thought of growing up. I mean, we had skating coaches, but we never had, like, certain skill sets. Like, I mean, that's wild. And so you're watching these kids – like, I mean, it blows me away, at least my 12-year-olds. They blow me away. I've got a kid who goes to a skating coach. He's He goes to a private school where they're they're doing off-ice training um, every day where they're doing stick handling, they're doing shooting. Then he, goes to, then he goes to school in class where one of the people that runs his gym is his teacher, and then he has, off, he has on ice with the same people. Like, you're talking about so many certain specific skill sets that go on to this. And like I said, that's just hockey. I know I know it's across the board. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on like that. And so it's it's developing an incredible athlete. I mean, no shit the game's getting faster, bigger, stronger across the board because you've got all these great, incredible coaches that are doing this, starting out at the super young levels. You know, we got – I mean, I've seen kids going to – this private school as young as like the age of eight, seven. I mean, talk about the development these kids are getting by the ages of 10, 12. Well, yeah. And you have parents investing in it now or oh, yeah. back in the day, 
I say back in the day, like it was. Like yeah, we're so old. Yeah, back in my time. <laughs> back in my time, you used to walk uphill both ways in the snow. Um, in Phoenix, Arizona, yep. uh, where our parents just threw us in a club sport, oh, paid yeah. 15 bucks, 25 bucks, and said, see you oh, at the no. end of the season, uh, oh, no, where no. now these kids are going to, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of different trainers oh, yeah. daily. And they're paying thousands um, and thousands of dollars to be on that team. Exactly. Oh, especially yeah. these travel teams, these club, club teams, teams, where it's yeah. not, you know, we grew up with NYS and, you yeah. know, where it's $25, yeah. everyone can join. Yep doesn't matter what yeah. skill level you are you're on the team yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. 10 grand you can mm-hmm. join this traveling hockey team see the world and by the way we have professional guys that played professional hockey coaching as well that they're going to teach you how to play like a pro and then we're going to guarantee you a spot on the coyotes or we're going to guarantee you a sp- <laughs> like these i wish these yeah. parents are investing for these you know you don't just invest for fun you know, you invest to make these kids go professional mm-hmm. and everyone's doing it. And it's almost like the parents are living out their glory years through the kid. But again, there's so much knowledge within the coaching nowadays that it's working. Like there's so many more people that are able to have that chance at the next level. You got parents living out their glory years and you also have parents writing that meal ticket, quote unquote, right? 100%. Right. That's what they really want. Yep. Right. They want junior to go far so they can get a return on their investment. That's what I was hoping for. the only reason I have kids. I was going to say, what the hell? That's the only reason I'm going to pop a couple out. All right, Jimmy, get your ass in the sport and you better do good. Oh, that's my girl. She's 6'4", 300 pounds. Breeder. 300 pounds. Of- yeah, that's a lineman. You go, girl. And she's Samoan. You could just remember oh, Uncle yeah, Jake yeah. is on your <laughs> side. <laughs> I'm the nice uncle, remember me. Well, so, okay, I got a question. Actually, I got a, I thought about this earlier, JB. So you said you coached freshman year football. Not when you're a freshman year, but you coached a, a freshman year football, right? True. True chains. Were you the type of coach that you had when you were growing up? Are you the guy that's screaming in their face? Were you the guy that were cussing them out? Were you the guy that was like pushing them beyond the brink? Or were you the opposite because that's the coach that you had? Freshman football is a development stage. If this was high school or college coaching right now, I'd probably be the guy like, what the hell are you doing? Drive your dicks in the dirt, smack them hard or whatever. But when you're at a development stage, you got to start all over. You don't know what type of coaches they had previous. You got to start from basics. You know, this is how you tackle, you know. So you these, go easier on them. I go go easier, but teach them the basics. And it's not necessarily saying, hey, junior, everything's going to be okay. I'm not a everyone gets a trophy coach. Yeah. You know, if you suck, you suck. You don't play. Yep. S- simple. simple as that. Yep. And you know what? Your parents are probably going to know that you're not going to play either. Um, so I'm not that type of coach where it's just like, oh, yeah, junior's going to get a lot of playing time this weekend. No. Like, no, junior's going to hand out a lot of water. <laughs> and he's going to make sure that bench is warm. Junior's going to be a good team guy. Oh, God, that's Jake gonna be great, He's yeah. going to be a great team manager. Yeah. Oh, um, exactly. I love that team manager uh, title <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, you can be part of the team. Just don't ever dress up. Um, <laughs> here's a here's a T-shirt. Good luck. Yeah. But, no, I was never – again, it's different levels. Yep. You know, you want to teach the kids, hey, these pads are here to protect you. You know, if you're going to make a tackle, do you want to be the train going 100 miles an hour, or the train going 10? What one's going to hurt more? Go 100% at all times. You know, it's it's a mental game, especially during football. Um, it's a, a game that you can get aggression out. And so you're tough with them, but, you know, you got to teach them that, you know, this is this is a game of the minds. And, you know, it goes a long way. When you coach college, Vince will tell you, like, what the hell are you doing, you big dumbass? You know, get the hell out of here. Yeah, that right. That been the nicest thing I said to somebody. Vince it, probably exactly. cusses his 12 or 13-year-olds more no, than he cusses out those no, college no, kids. No, 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 I can't do that. No? I can't do that. They're too sensitive anymore. Yeah, but at least a college the, kid the might stand up and get in your face where, like, a 12-year-old, you're like, listen here, little kid. I'll be your stepdad in a week. You better shut the hell up. Like, no. I'd lock it down. I'll be your stepdad. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Listen <laughs> here, Jimmy. Your mom's been eyeballing me for the last 20 minutes. All right, you sit the hell down. <laughs> Water break. Yeah. Water break. <laughs> I just got her number. <laughs> uh, Already had it. Oh, Heather, <laughs> come on it. down. What's yeah. for dinner tonight, babe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only say this because Vince used to have a mom that used to come around the shop. Your bedtime is now 7.30. She was the best. He literally had a, had a hockey mom that used to come by the shops all the time. Did you? 
She was a team. She was a very teammate. She was. She I apologize. I apologize. I don't want to degrade her. I apologize. She was. She was actually a, very, a lovely woman. She was woman. the best. That, that was is somebody lovely. trying to get her kid playing time. That's not no, all. That, that was the best part. That was never an issue. Wasn't her he kid the best was kid one, on the team? Her kid was one of the best players on the team. No. Oh, yeah. Well, because she was trying to get after it. She knew what she was doing. Hell yeah. Who wouldn't? Allegedly, wear that low cut top for nothing. Allegedly. So you cuss out your hockey or your college kids more than you do the twelve-year-old. Absolutely. You take the Absolutely. same approach as Jake to where it's more of like a training and building, and then the college guys are just dumbasses because they should have learned this already? Or I'm um, not, a, I, I never really played a ton of sports. With, so, like, you guys have me have a, a disadvantage here. You know, with, with JV kids, you know, the, the really what happens is, at, at least at the high school level, you know, I take it a lot like freshmen, right? I mean, the expectation is there, right? The expectation is state championship. However, how we go about it's different, right? We're going to be a little more patient. We're going to teach each other. We're going to teach kids, you know, what they need to learn, right? It's all development. But, I mean, there is still a trophy at the end of this, and we got to go get it, right? So there's still that level of expectation. We're still going to, if the kids haven't learned how that drive yet, we're going to do what we can to kind of help inspire it. But really, we're learning how to get them to play at the next level, whether it's you know, for us, again, with four teams, we want to try to get as many kids from JV to D3 and then from D3 to D2, right? Um, this past year when we won the state championship at D1, we had three guys on that D1 roster that started at JV. And that yeah. I, take, I take that as a win, almost, oh, yeah. almost more than the state championship. That state championship is really nice. <laughs> After the ring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, darn, yeah. So, so but for us, what, what we do is, is really – really hone into that development there. So we don't really care too much about the wins and losses. Again, the expectations there, but we're not going to we're not going to beat ourselves up if we don't get it, right? Because we put in so much work to these kids development. And, you know, losing is also a life lesson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes they're going to have to learn that hard lesson. Yep. You're not going to get what you want. Doesn't matter how hard you try. Well, uh, me so. and Jake might have something to say about that. God damn it. Maybe not in sports, but in life. In life. Oh, yeah. We're going to get it. I don't know where I was going. I, I don't know where you're going. I, don't know where you're going. I, I looked at you to be I'm like, feed off of I'm me. Trying to put a mentally, <laughs> mentally feed off of me. But and to nothing. be completely nothing. honest, I spaced out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I would say this is probably dinner time for him. Oh, yeah. It's almost 7 yeah, o'clock. Well, I got a Costco well, run to make, and I know there's Costco pizza involved. Oh, okay. So, Wait, well, I only have I oh, have boy. two questions left. If we can get through those. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I'm actually excited about this one. This one, I'm actually going to start with Jake, and then we'll go to Vince. So I kind of, we talked about this before, you being a coach. For your kids, right? Hypothetically, down the road. Down the road, yeah. What if your son or daughter decided to play a sport and you saw that coach being just a complete jackass? Would you be the guy who's screaming and cussing from the stands or would you be the one that walks down onto the field, grabs a clipboard, smacks this dude in the face, and takes over? That's so Come tough. on. Give again, it, again give there, it. there's reality and there's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. What, um, what, do you, what do you see? Your, I see, well, I see me and you both sitting there and me screaming my, my face off and you keep telling me to shut the hell up and sit down and then you finally just walk out to the field and grab, uh, grab the clipboard. I, I, I don't even know if I can answer that. It's just, you know, if the coach is making the right calls, doing the right thing, if he's just a dickhead and that's just the way it is, I let him coach, but if he's if he's ruining the mindset of the players, if he's ruining the the team camaraderie, um, wow, that was weird. I think I had a stroke. Uh, Words are hard yeah, sometimes. How do you say that word? Say it. Camaraderie. Yeah, that one too. Boom. Um, Facts. He went to college. Killing it. Um, but if he, if he's out there ruining. Uh, the experience for the kids, then yeah, I'm probably going to say something. But if he's out there and he's just a dickhead, he just wants to yell at people, do whatever he wants, live his glory days out through coaching eight, nine-year-olds, it is what it is. He took up the position. If I wanted to change something, I better jump in there and coach. Um, so, so the yeah. I'm Once, telling you right now, if there's some dude yelling at your son or daughter, I'm going to start with you because you're going to have a kid before I do. If there's somebody yelling at your child, I'm going to pull a goddamn Will Smith and I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to smack the shit out of this dude. 
Alopecia. Smack. Bam. I'm telling you, if you're going to yell at an eight-year-old kid, you son of a bitch, you dropped the ball. I'm going to smack shit at you. Pick on someone in your I'm going to smack size. the shit. I promise you. Jake, get my back. I'll be, I'll be thrown out. That's the thing. See, you'll be the parent who doesn't get thrown out. I'll be the crazy-ass uncle who gets thrown out and then drinks beer from the tailgate of my truck to watch. With a yeah. megaphone. Duh. Yeah. You still fucking I'm suck. still watching you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now, Vince, your turn. I Because I asked Jake this uh, the other episode. Would you coach your son or daughter in the future to a certain age point yeah would you be the type of coach that like we all see babying their child over no. everyone else on the team no would you, write, would you push them harder the expectation would be the same as the rest of the players and i would treat them the exact same as the rest of the players if they're not going they're not playing do you think that would mess with the father son or daughter mentality if you draw your line in the sand before the season starts you know or or if they find out you're having to be coaching them, no. If you if you make your intentions known, then no. You just got to hold yourself to that, that expectation, to that standard. So, no. I, I Again, to a certain age, right? Yeah. I mean, kids got to experience the voice of a different person. You know, I, I... So you wouldn't be their coach into, you know, no. high school and college? And no, absolutely not. So I, 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 think, I, I think that's, you know, like the perfect answer. You know, you got to let the boys fly. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, a peacock captain. Wings, captain. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that that's honestly true, though. I mean, you can only hold their hands so long before, you know, they think they're going to, one, they think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, and again, I just seen this from coaching over the years is the coach's kid always plays. Yep. It doesn't matter if he has one leg and a half of ear and, you know, a, a gimp arm. He's the star running back or quarterback. And I'm like, all right, you're. Kid can't even hold the damn football. <laughs> I, I actually have a guy on, on my coaching staff at the high school level who's who has he's actually put three boys through the high school program. Um, he's on his last one now, his youngest one. Great hockey player, absolute stud. He's done nothing to do that to do with that. That's all been other coaches, um, and he will not. I mean, he's drawn the line so so hard in the sand. He won't talk to his kid on the bench. He'll tell me to say something to his kid. Even if I disagree with it, he still wants that point known. But he would do the same thing for any other kid. Yeah. And he'll be the first one to to come up to me and go, hey, you need to sit him down. He's not playing. Well, yeah, I was going to do that. But, yeah, thanks for agreeing with me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, players players play. So, And a lot of these – a lot of the coaches' kids are, you know, the younger ages where the dad – hasn't actually oh, coached yeah. before. He just wants to make sure the kid plays. When you have career coaches that mm-hmm. have done this for years and years and years, one, they've instilled it in their kids at an early age. Hey, you're going to be the best. Go out there and work your ass off. They grew up around the sport. So I'm sure those three kids that he put through have been on the ice with those high schoolers since they were five or six years old. Oh, yeah. So they understand the mentality that goes on, the work that gets put into it. So Absolutely. yeah, they're prepared. They're ready to go. Yeah. It's it's a lot of these coaches' kids that start when they're six or seven years old. Dad decides if he wants to become a coach, played the sport in high school and yeah. was second team all region, and thinks he still got it. And uh, you know he's like, yeah, my kid's the best. This is the greatest thing ever. And then you know the kid is handed it's participation trophy mm-hmm. year after year. Where career coaches. They put the kids through, you know, the same drills that the high school, college kids are going through, and they understand what needs to be put into the game at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so my voice. I haven't used it this whole time. Vincent Holt, the last and final question of the Yucky Podcast. Oh, boy. I really really do like this voice, Jake. you got to come up with something. Uh, So you've been around, obviously, for a while, (laughs) as we established earlier. um, And you've seen me go through some of the yucky, like, T-shirts I made, the sweatshirts Mm -hmm. I made years after years, right? I I seem to throw out a bunch of T-shirts, and then I fall off the map for, like, three years, and I throw out another one. Last round, we did a couple of sweatshirts, Mm -hmm. um, did some some snowboarding stuff, which is really fun. So when you think of yucky and Jake Squared, like, what's what's one of the first things that pop into your head? Oh my god, that's a big, I'm really I'm really liking this question. That's, yeah. that's, that's, a, big, that's a good question. Wait, you or me? That's, yes. Okay. Good call. Well, because I know you guys so well. Well, and good, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to. Fucking we, time. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like, you know, obviously Jake Squared, we have a, a different dynamic than most people in this world. But Yucky, I, I think, at least between a lot of our friends, has been a very different thing. Like, right, where if eventually we have Travis Ramirez come on here, um, if he stops living in BFE and comes up to this side of the world and uh, hangs out with us, like he'll have a totally different side because he was one of the first guys that used to run around and scream yucky with us. Or you, I guess, because you started this and then we moved it on, right? To where Vince, years down the road later, I introduce it to him through, obviously, you know, working Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm T-shirts and sweatshirts. So I'm just, I really am curious to see what other people, like their thoughts and opinions and ideals of what yucky is representing if that makes sense. I want to see, obviously we, me and you, Jake Brown have an image in our head, what we want it to be, but I just want to see what other people think of it. Well, first and foremost, I'm still waiting on my sweatshirt. So me too. Well, I just redesigned the logo. So you'll get the, you'll get the new updated. (laughs) The new improved. The last one looked way too much like Nickelodeon. It did. I thought it did. Okay. in the new one though. The new one's freaking fantastic. Have you seen the new one? It's the logo for on like Spotify and hopefully if we ever get on Apple, like it'll be on there. But I'll I'll show you after this. Yeah. So you'll you'll get the new and improved logo. But you're not getting out of this question. Go ahead. Go. Damn it. I got Costco Um, to get to. Sorry about your Costco. Big family night. So let's see. On on a professional level, drive. You guys are driven. You guys, honestly, when you you put your mind to something, you you go get it done. I mean, you guys started all this. You know, I mean that's that's fucking incredible. So. That's the first thing I think of. Appreciate that. No, it's something to be fucking proud of. I know I'm happy. To, I'm lucky to be one of your guys' friends. I mean, really, I'm proud of you guys. Likewise, where, brother. Where you guys started, started out. This is fantastic. So you guys are driven. I mean, pride. You guys are fucking proud of what you do. And you take pride in almost anything you do. Almost. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> He mean, looked at Jake Brown. Everyone's clear. <laughs> just so everyone knows. Just kidding. We locked yeah. guys. Continue. We did. We did lock guys. We did lock guys. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, you guys, I don't know what else to say. I mean, really, you guys just get shit done. Plus, never mind the fact it's a good time. Hey, there you go. Anytime, That's what we're all about. Anytime I'm here hanging out with you boys, it's, it's always a good time. God. Well, we definitely so, appreciate it. Definitely yeah. I'll ha- say we got to bring him back more. You. Yeah. Again, I, I want one of these segments where it's just total bullshit the entire time like we had the other night i'm good at bullshit. i hope we can replicate that one of these days <laughs> I'm, I'm good at bullshit Any, anytime you guys want to have me i'm more than happy to come back hell yeah before we wrap this up do you have any questions for us that Ooh, you want to get oh, out or good call jake brown oh my god how do i get to be as good looking as you two all right so, we've uh we've reached the end your, of the podcast your morals. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it everybody let's, uh, let's get back to reality now. delivered yeah <laughs> Thanks, boys, for having me. Well, yeah, man, absolutely. Again, we appreciate you coming on. Just like Jake said, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we want to push out of this podcast. One of them is to really kind of, you know, uh, showcase like our friends, our network, um, obviously, uh, you know, local Arizona business owners and entrepreneurs, but also the the guys who help build them. Right. And for you, obviously, you've been in my network for quite a few years. And obviously, I introduced you to Jake and, you know, you're a guy that will always be around us. So we definitely appreciate you coming on, you know, adding value, showing uh, showcasing, you know, not just you and yourself, but hockey and business and the dynamics that, you know, we all can continue to learn and grow off of. So we really appreciate you coming on. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. I'm going to have to come back. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, we'll have you on. We'll yeah. have plenty of time. But awesome. Thanks Thank for coming guys. on. Enjoy, Enjoy Costco, your night. Jake. Oh, I will. I'll send you a picture of my pizza. Hey, oh, boys. Wahoo. Bye. Bye. Bye.